You are listening to the Mission Matters Podcast Network, where we amplify the stories of entrepreneurs, executives, and experts. Have you ever felt the desire to challenge yourself to jump out of your comfort zone and everything you know and do something crazy? Perhaps you feel like you're on the inside looking out. Life is squeezing you because you're thinking of the number of years ahead versus the number of years behind you. Everything you've built over the your 20s and 30s and maybe even 40s has been built, but it's not necessarily yielding what you thought it would when you were building it. Well, whatever the reason is, I have a conversation for you, and I can't wait to start it. You have entered the Serve Strong, Finish Strong podcast. This is the show for the 40 and 50-year-olds pursuing their next adventure. I'm your host, Scott Kokenauer, and I'm honored that you're listening. My conversation today is with Susan Rylance. She has over 20 years of experience helping companies grow through their unique blend of business development, operations, and marketing expertise. She's a performance-driven, focused, and trusted executive leader who's known for her high level of professionalism and calm demeanor. However, or I should say in addition, after 17 years in a corporate role, she challenged herself to take her experiences to smaller organizations where she helped a company through a turnaround, joined a startup, and recently in transition as she finds her next role that has purpose and alignment with her values. She voluntarily stepped out of a known situation. And we're going to talk to Susan about what all that had to do with and what she's learned along the way. So. Let's get into the conversation. Welcome to the show, Susan. I'm glad to have you here. Thank you. It's good to be here, especially now in warmer weathers. That's right. That's right. Especially where you're from in Minneapolis, right? Yes, that is correct. Yeah, I won't Ohio. complain. Right. It's sunshining right now, and that's we're recording this at springtime, so both of us are very hopeful, right? So after 17 years in a corporate role, you challenged yourself to take your experiences to smaller organizations. Talk to us about that. This, you know, what did, first of all, 17 years in a corporate role, talk about that role. What was that you did? Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, it was 17 years in a corporate role, but it didn't feel like 17 years because I had the opportunity to do multiple things that were challenging me at all the different capacities in my career. So I started out with a larger organization that was starting a new division, which was a creative marketing and interactive staffing company. So I had the opportunity to be an entrepreneur, and I'll use hand quotes or finger quotes, without having to put up my own money. So I got to start a company in Minneapolis, St. Paul area, grow that business, and then expand into a national presence in the business. And I was just given and offered opportunities throughout that 17 years 
to grow into different areas. So I held almost every role within the organization from field roles to general management roles. And then I had an opportunity to, to take a, something new and challenge myself in that company, which was lead marketing, which I had never done before. And it was scary, but I thought, you know, I'm ready for something different. And by taking that leap of faith in myself and doing something different that I had never done, it kind of helped me prepare for leaving that 17 years in corporate or okay. corporate role. Okay. So those who have been following the show know a little bit about my story and the fact that I wasn't challenged. I didn't challenge myself to do something new. It was imposed. I mean, the circumstances were such that I had really no choice to do something different. You challenged yourself, right? That very interesting because the question I have in my mind is what was the spark that caused you to search for something different? I felt like I was so comfortable and it made me a little antsy and it made me feel uncomfortable that I was too comfortable, if that even makes sense. And I knew I'm a driver. I like to do things different. Once it got to a complacency, I just wasn't feeling that I was contributing in the right way that I wanted to. So then I knew I needed to challenge myself. And, you know, I look back and was I that intuitive about it at that time? No, I just had this feeling and I needed to move to do something different. But as I reflect back, it, you know, I've had feelings throughout my career. And at that, those moments were when I needed to take a new challenge or new opportunity within the organization and new challenges. And there just wasn't that opportunity anymore to challenge myself within that organization. So I want to zero in on the word complacency. Yeah. Can you give an example of what complacency felt like for you? You know, doing something different, helping other people do things that help themselves grow excites me, but complacency to me felt just uncomfortable for me because I like to create, grow, grow myself, grow people around me. And the complacency just felt almost kind of an anxious feeling, if that makes sense. I started mm -hmm. to get a little more anxiety when I was feeling complacent. And I like to have multiple things that are challenging myself. And that's kind of when I realized, okay, I'm feeling a little anxious now. Yeah. Yeah. So the challenge was gone. Everything right. that you had done or built was built. Would that be a good way to describe yes. that? I would say that's a really good place to say it. And in the company that I was with had been acquired. And what I found was they no longer needed that building. It had already been built and they needed to maintain. And when I realized that they needed to maintain, that's when I knew it was time for me to move on. Mm -hmm. And I could have done very well maintaining but it just didn't feel right to me. You probably ran this scenario through your mind, maybe subconsciously, not really thinking about it, but if you were to stay and maintain, did you have a view of what your life would be like in the future if you stayed? I did. I thought, could I be comfortable in this role? Absolutely. Could I continue to make the money that I was without having to leave? Absolutely. But what I realized is just deep down, I didn't feel that I would have that spark anymore. So it really was, am I going to have that continuous spark to know that here's what I enjoy doing 
And knowing that I like to create and build and help others grow and knowing that I would be maintaining that spark would be gone. And you couldn't see yourself living without spark. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it was time. Now that didn't mean that it was all easy, you know, just, okay, I'm gone. I'm going to do my own thing. And it's just a nice linear move from left to right. How has the journey gone so far for you? Yeah. There's, there's certainly ups and downs. When I left that, I decided to move out of an entire industry. And when you leave an industry, you have to come up with what does that next thing look like and either, you know, try to find new words and new vernacular in a different industry. And so I was fortunate where I got to work with an outplacement firm, which helped me articulate what does my vernacular need to look like in a new world when I'm leaving a specific industry. I worked with a coach at that time to help me find what brought me joy. So because I didn't know exactly what that was when I left corporate and I knew I wanted to work with a smaller organization, I that's all I knew. So I had a lot of exploration of myself to do. And what I did is I looked back at all of my time from high school up to that current moment, and I had to look at what was bringing me joy, what was I doing, and how did it make me feel? And when I hired that coach, it was amazing because it helped me realize some of those feelings and that spark that I needed to feel. So when I then started to look for opportunities, I knew what that spark felt like when I was having conversations with individuals, when I was networking or when I started to interview and I knew the right questions that I needed to ask to make sure that it was right for me. You know, I think it's interesting before you got coaching and before you made the change, you knew that the spark was gone. You knew something needed to be done, but you didn't know until you walked through that journey with your coach Mm -hmm. in order to uncover exactly what it looked like. Yeah. So it's almost like you have this sense that something needs to change, but It's almost like the coach needed to pull off the barnacles and all the stuff that had grown around you. Not that it was bad stuff. It was just it had encrusted you into a a maintenance mode. Yeah. And you needed to break free of that. You're absolutely right. When you did discover what brought you joy, how did that, like you referred to being able to respond in conversation Mm -hmm. because you could recognize it when you saw it. Is it really that powerful? to describe and to discover or uncover what's already been there as to your joy? I believe it is. I'm a very, I can get very passionate. I'm a very passionate person about certain things. And so for me, I had to maybe define that number one, go through that situation and then have that experience because then I could understand what brought me passion and ask for the right introductions and conversations. So it got me closer when I was having conversations with individuals. And then it just, I started to get more passionate about conversations with individuals. And then they knew where to direct me to because they had the right words and values that were my values that would bring me joy and spark and passion. So it did. It helped me hone in and helped others hone in on who they could potentially introduce me to. 
Right. It brought clarity all around, clarity yeah. from within you. But then you began to express that and other people caught that. They, they began to say, OK, Susan is all about X. I just heard someone talk about X. I'm going to put someone that someone in touch with Susan. So right. it was almost a personal branding process is what you went through. It was. And, and it's interesting that you say that, Scott, because I did also go through a personal branding. And even when I left after 17 years and I've gone through a couple of smaller company conversations or I shouldn't say conversations, gigs, I've taken that personal branding several times. And you've re, I've had to reiterate because what I did seven years ago, I've grown and I've iterated to who I am even today. And so it's interesting with that personal branding. I did talk to people that knew me, that worked with me, that knew me on a networking basis. And I actually asked them, hey, would you tell me what you think about me? Like when you think of Susan Rylance, what words come out? How do I make you feel? And then I elicited that information. And that's how I started my personal branding, because personal brand is how you make people feel, not what you think Mm-hmm. others feel about you. So I really wanted to get true with how I made other other people feel. And that was my, that is my brand or that is our brand. So you helped a company through a turnaround, Did joined a startup yeah. and this whole journey that you've been on, I'm curious what you have learned about yourself or yeah. about the world, about business. Is there anything yeah. that stands out? There's a, I learned a lot of talking to somebody about it this morning. I am less fearful And what I mean by that is first time I left a company, but I was fortunate where I negotiated departure and had a severance package. The second time I did have a little bit of a severance package and and I was given the opportunity to go out on my own. This last time I, I decided to move on from a business partnership, not having anything at all. And so what I've learned is I'm less fearful because I know that I've got people around me. I know I've done it before and I can find the right thing again. And so I just, the fear just has become less and less. And I don't know if that's with age or just knowing that, And you know, I have looked more from a spiritual perspective and trying to live day by day and not worry too much about what's going to happen or what could happen because I've done that. And so that's a lot of things that I've been doing lately is self-reflection and trying, really trying hard not to think about what's going to happen next week. What are you glad that you did? I can't say I look back and say that I regret anything. So I'm glad I did. I'm glad I left the corporate America because there's so many things I learned going out on your own, challenging yourself to do things that you didn't think you could do. I am actually thankful for all of that. But one of the biggest things I am thankful for is that I invested in myself. And what I mean by that is I've worked with a couple of coaches over the last six, seven years. I've worked with different coaches because I think each phase of my time in where I am deemed a different coach. And I'm just glad I took the risks that I did. And I, I did challenge myself. And I took time to reflect on what I needed first before diving in. So this last, this last one, when I left the business partnership, I did take two and a half months to reflect back on what is it that I want? What do I need? Because I was at an inflection point. I had my first child going off to college and that was harder than I thought. I felt like, gosh, who am I? I, Do I have to think of something different in my career and life now that she's going off to college? And so 
I am so thankful I took, you know, two plus months to figure out what was next because I wasn't sure what it was. We talk a lot about identity in Serving Strong and how easy it is to get a corporate identity, an identity that's tied to what you do, mm-hmm. so that when you stop doing what you do, you wrestle with who you are because you've attached yeah. identity to what it really is, just an expression of mm-hmm. who you are. Did you feel like when you left the corporate world that is that wrestling with the identity part of the reason you reached out to a coach to get help? I believe it is. I didn't know it at the time, though. Mm. I didn't realize that I may have had an identity crisis, if I want to call it that, because you're right. When we think about it, I identified for 17 years with the people, with the company, with that brand, and I almost became that brand. And so I had to figure out who Susan Rylance was as a person, as an individual, without being tied to a company and their brand. And so I think you meant, you know, you shared that in a good language. Like, is that why you did? I don't know. That's what I intentionally thought. That's why I reached out to a coach. But reflecting back, absolutely, because I didn't know what I wanted to do after that Mm -hmm. and who I was individually. Yeah. Yeah, it's the separation of who we are and the expression of who we are. Right. That we kind of get mixed together. Uh, and yet, what I want to point out to the listeners is the fact that in the midst of a 17-year run with the corporate world, you sensed something needed to change. Mm-hmm. And it was related partially to your personality and your desire to be creative And you saw the sign, you know, the handwriting on the wall that, hey, this is moving to a maintenance. Nothing wrong with maintenance. In fact, I love maintenance. That's where I live. (laughs) (laughs) I help my clients identify their next journey and then project manage it for them. Get it going and be consistent. But that wasn't for you. And you, I think there's there's an element of self-awareness that is so crucial to figuring out what's wrong. I mean, you to intuitively bring on someone like a coach to help you think through things, that's half the battle is just knowing that you needed to do that. Mm -hmm. So I think self-awareness is a big part of the journey that we all face when we're headed toward our fourth quarter and everything is built, right? Everything that we have created is created and not everybody, but some people, a lot of people wrestle with the fact that it is built and there's this gnawing sense that there's something different that they were meant to, to be doing. Speaking of those people who mm-hmm. might not have taken that leap and challenged themselves yet and they find themselves on the inside looking out. Mm-hmm. wishing they were kind of doing something different, but they don't know how. To, what, what advice would you give someone who is thinking about challenging themselves to do something other than what they're doing right now? Yeah. Number one, I would just say get out and talk to different people. The number one thing that I hear from others who, and I'll just say we're gifted the opportunity to do something different, <laughs> otherwise known as a layoff, um, right. <laughs> be, before before that comes, because that can be a blow to our ego, I would just say get out and have conversations and network 
with people that have gone through that type of change and can help them understand what it's like. And it's not as scary as it seems because I was one of those people, people would reach out to me and I was just like, Nope, I'm fine. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm happy where I'm at. I wish, and I was very well networked, but in a specific area, I wish I would have maybe just looked on the outside a little bit more and had conversations earlier in my career just to hear, and and it might not have changed anything, but just to hear that it's not so scary and that we are okay. And especially for driven individuals, you included, it's sometimes you're so driven that you, you are so focused on certain things that we don't believe that there's something else that we could potentially be looking at that could bring us more joy or a different joy in a different phase of our life. Well, that's a really good point because what brought us joy in our twenties mm-hmm. would be totally different in our fifties. Right. You know, so yeah, there's definitely the stage of life element. The question I have for you is, was 17 years too long? I don't, I don't believe so. And the reason being because I had so many opportunities throughout my time with the company, I think it was perfect timing for me to move on. 17 was just right at that time. Had I been in the same role doing the same thing? Absolutely. But I was gifted. It was seven different brands and seven different companies. I held five different roles in that 17 years with four different companies. Some people say I'm living my best life. If you're a Ben Rector fan, <laughs> uh, living my best life, would you? is that how you would describe yourself right now? I am living a pretty good life. I have got two kids. I'm enjoying the last one more year with my daughter, who is a junior in high school, enjoying visiting family and meeting some really amazing people and learning more about myself. I don't, I hope I never quit learning about myself. The more I, I have conversations like this, Scott, and I've you know, always enjoyed our conversations because I continue to learn more about myself as I age. And I hope I continue to learn more about myself and give to others. I think giving has been one thing that I've really felt joy doing. Mm-hmm. I'm able to give a little bit more. Well, I'll tell you, we have had several conversations over the oh, couple of years that we've known each other. And the reason I wanted to bring you on to the show was because what you have done and what you just said about always learning about yourself. You are an example of what I would call growing up, not growing old. I think there's a very distinct difference. There are people who, unfortunately, they reach late 50, early 60, and for whatever reason, they leave a lot of life on the table, and they die long before they're buried. I see you as a different example, a shining example of someone who is bucking that trend and literally growing up. You're you're on an upswing, and I believe that this what would be equal to the fourth quarter, your 60s, 70s, 80s, is going to be your best quarter ever because of all 17 years of experience, right? A lot of successes, yeah. a lot of failures, melded together as wisdom. And when you challenged yourself to step away, in essence, you were doing a startup, a startup of yourself. But unlike doing a startup in your 20s where you're starting from scratch, you're starting up from experience. 
And I happen to believe one of the life principles that I carry around is that we have all the ingredients that we need to move into that fourth quarter and grow up and have the best time of our lives and finish strong. Mm-hmm. So in that vein, I want to thank you for sharing your experience. I think there are those listening who may have some additional encouragement that they needed to make whatever change so that they are a full expression of who they are in their fourth quarter. Well, thank you, Scott. And that just brought me joy in terms of the word growing up instead of old. Number one, I love that. And that does help help put more context to it that I am just continuing to grow and I'm growing up. So thank you so much for your time. It's always such a pleasure and I always get joy out of our conversation. Well, I wish you all the best and I can't wait to see what you're going to do next. (laughs) All right. Thank you, Scott. This has been another episode of the Serve Strong, Finish Strong podcast. I take your time very seriously. Therefore, my pledge is to continue bringing you information and insight you need to be successful in your adventure as you finish strong. Be sure to check the show notes for the information related in this episode. Subscribe to be notified when new shows drop and leave a review if you're so inclined. I'll talk to you next time. This has been a Mission Matters Network production. Listen to this show and browse our entire catalog by visiting missionmatters.com.